0: You're listening to a podcast from Newstalk ZB. Follow this and our wide range of podcasts now on iHeartRadio. Newstalk ZB. News ZB. Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn Hart. We are looking back at Wednesday. Uh, Tim Beveridge is worried about the health system. I'm really worried. We'll investigate those worries shortly. Kay Hawksby's worried about the state of rugby. Doesn't know what to do. They, dis- they were discussing driver distraction on the show yesterday afternoon, which may have caused more driver distraction if you were listening in the car. And uh, Marcus seems exercised about fireworks. But Before any of that, uh, the, uh, the White Island uh, verdict.
1: Well, what have we learned? Anything? And then there was the lack of emergency shelters. Guess what? There was one. There was an emergency shelter. It was an old shipping container, which was used basically for storing stuff. It was 400 meters from the crater. Uh, visitors who went on earlier tours report they were never made aware it existed. By the way, the island's owner didn't put it in. Emergency management in Fakatane did. So they didn't even invest in a shelter. I would have thought that a concrete shelter near a decent wharf, where you're making money from an island was a no-brainer. I would have thought emergency shelters near the crater was always a no-brainer. None of them were there. By the way, I believe the container shelter got blasted. It wasn't nearly strong enough. And the reason it, well, the 22 dead in the first place and the 20 injured, of course. But it's just so depressing of a lack of personal responsibility. And that's part of a malaise in New Zealand and in business. How often do you hear complaints about the Resource Management Act or OSH rules go mad and of course the reason is compliance takes money off a bottom line. But in Fikari's case the golden goose is now dead forever because of a lack of personal responsibility because of a presence of greed and you have to ask yourself is that the right way to run a company?
0: Well it's the way we we, we do run companies they're all based on greed Uh, it's the way we run economies they're based on greed the whole world so unless you're prepared to change that i don't know how you're going to fix it
2: news talk
0: zed bean Jeez, you're a bit of a downer glee this morning no, i'm just calling it like i sees it um <laughs> i mean it's like the health system don't know how we're going to fix that
3: either i don't know if tim Beveridge knows either when it has to be ob- obvious the challenge to all of us is, is simply how we look after ourselves in the interim how do you prevent yourself from having to rely on the health system Is it something that you think of from day to day? Because regardless of how or when you get your care, it doesn't seem that it's going to happen if you're relying on the public health system within a time frame that's going to enable you to get back to living your life as quickly as possible. The new government, they're going to introduce targets, which is all very well, but I don't know how they're going to meet them. Um, And I don't mind saying that in the back of my mind, I'm probably, I think this is fair to say, just a little bit that I'm taking better care of myself uh, and because of the few simple choices that we can make that make a difference between, you know, going, staying on a healthy track and going down the line of sitting in a queue for healthcare that isn't coming too soon. Because the only certain thing we have control over is the ability to look after ourselves. And that is surely the first port of call. That's where I'm at. Look, the headlines are disturbing. Um, if you group them all together, you'd you'd just be living in a state of worry all the time. And I know there are a lot of people who are getting great care with our wonderful health workforce, and deep down, I still hope that that care will be there when I need it. But I'm certainly not counting on it any longer in the way that I used to.
0: That's all very sobering, isn't it? It really has been a bit of a bummer of a start to this podcast, generally speaking. Uh, can I find something else to cheer us up? Let's see. Talk uh, Kate Hooksby wants a word about uh, rugby. I, is this because post-World Cup everybody's a buzz and thinks that it's fantastic?
4: Israel Dagg said it best. I mean, he wasn't mincing words, was he, at uh, half-time? He said, I'm honestly just fed up. And I know I'm going to sound like a sore loser, but we're seeing a snore fest. And again, that was down to the slowness in general of the game now. Kirkness pointed out that while there's plenty of suggestion New Zealand's fallen out of love with rugby, one of the sticking points is how hard it is to understand and follow the game. So is that it? Do we just need to simplify it again and just let the players play? Is it TMO changes? Changes to the card system, the point system, the rules themselves, the culture? Maybe it's a combination of, you know, all of those things. Whatever it is, we do need to look at uh, it. And seriously, you know, you can't lose all those eyeballs and have large numbers of people switching off and just disregard it. That's, an, you know, an arrogance that takes you nowhere. The game has to evolve and change with its audience. It is, at the end of the day, entertainment. But here's what we know is already changing. They've appointed a new coach, scandalously while the old one was still on the job. There's new coaching staff, so arguably new direction already. All the calls for heads to roll, well, most of those have now been rolled. Then there's the team, many departing going different directions, so changes are foot there too. But it doesn't change the fact that the rules are now so cumbersome that it's a turn-off. That's the real challenge ahead of the rugby union. That's the real worry. I'm sure they're hoping that a charismatic character like Razor is going to, you know, bring some zing and give the game a bit of an image makeover. You know, much beloved coach and his long-awaited and aspired-to hot seat with all his new energy and new focus. The rugby union will be hoping he attracts a certain amount of buzz and new eyeballs. But that sizzle will only last so long. At the end of the day, the game itself has to change and grow and evolve with the fans or it's going to leave them behind. I still think...
0: Uh, maybe it's time has come and gone and I don't just mean rugby I mean sport generally and I'd, I'd really just love it if we just turned our attention to art and culture a bit more we felt as passionately about you know going and seeing the symphony or going to a show when I mean, some of us do but not like as a you know on a national level I may have made that point before
2: News talk Zipine.
0: Right, uh, driver distraction. Uh, this was a topic of discussion uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, let's see how people are feeling about this, where we're at. We hired a car. Um, we didn't have a phone holder, and my phone wouldn't talk to the car. So I drove around with it on my knee with the GPS on.
3: All right, yep. Google Maps.
0: Um, yeah. Yep. yeah that, that was all fun and games. We came back. It was a nice holiday. About three weeks later, we get a letter in the letterbox from Australia and um, $1,164. Woo-hoo.
3: Woo-hoo. This is in Queensland.
2: Yeah. That's right. the one state that you don't want to get caught with the phone looking at these um, various fines for various states. That's the bad one, Queensland.
3: So obviously, they had yep. cameras on on the road there.
0: Yeah, they have cameras on the road and they sent the pictures. The phone was on my knee, I wasn't even on the phone. But um, wow. we rang and said, "Well, look, I'm using GPS. Now the phone is touching your body, you're guilty. Pay
2: yep. it." What a blow! And oh, that would be in yeah. Aussie dollars as well, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, mate.
3: Cheap. How long after you after you came home did you get that letter?
1: About three weeks.
3: Oh no, it's three weeks <laughs> for me since I've been in Australia too.
1: <laughs>
2: better no, check, seriously, better check yeah. the
1: letterbox. Seriously,
3: yeah. I was using uh, you know Google Maps. So similar situation.
2: You, might have, just, you yeah. might have said at the start, Roscoe, and I missed it, you hired a car, and so they must have gone... Is that right? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah
2: so they back went back, back to the, to the hire company, like, and then the hire company gave the cops your details, and they sent well, you the fine. Yeah.
0: The good thing is, like, uh, my wife hired it, so um, <laughs> she, she, she got the bill. But, yeah. um... Can I recommend a product? It's, called the, it's by a company called 12 South. It's called the Airfly Pro. And it's a little gadget that you plug into, you know, the, 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 like the headphone jack on anything. So, you know, whether it's your plane screen in an airplane or your car stereo, or even your stereo at home, or your laptop or your tablet, whatever, you you plug this, all it is is a Bluetooth transmitter. And so, It'll, it'll. Uh, it, if you if you can't connect to Bluetooth, you know, in a car, you don't have to anymore because your phone can always be connected to this. Uh, you just turn it on, and it doesn't matter what you plug it into. It's gonna. You see what I mean? you just paired to one thing, and then you won't. You wouldn't get that fine maybe. Just a little tip. News talk. Right we're going to finish up with Oh no it's fireworks time Today It's the first day They're allowed to sell fireworks out of those Stupid bloody containers
2: Mm. For those That want to know about fireworks They're available for sale today No tomorrow which is the second Friday which is the third Saturday which is the fourth And the fifth which is Guy Fawkes Um So that's happening. And I spoke to two people today that were importers. And they're saying it's going gangbusters. So they have got the supply, because for a while during COVID and stuff, they weren't getting the ones they wanted. But they've got plenty of supplies. What is interesting, and no one's confirmed this for me, I thought someone would, although I didn't ask. But I think Diwali is kind of at the same time, and people buy fireworks for Diwali. And when that happens, it's literally like a double bang because you've got the two days to celebrate. Didn't realise. I've actually never really known when Diwali is. How far does it move, Diwali? It's a bit like Easter, the guy said. That's happening as well. So, yeah, there we go. So, as I've said, though, you know, it's going to be hard for people to find out where to take fireworks because you can't let them off in parks and not everyone's got a backyard. The council needs to make places available for people to take their fireworks.
0: Can we just get on with banning them completely? The, the stupidest things ever. My kids didn't even like them. Um, I've, I've always said I just don't understand why people just don't set fire to their money. Just take some money out of an ATM and burn that instead. I suppose it doesn't make quite the same noise. Maybe we should just change the money so it makes more of a banging noise if you set it on fire. Maybe that'd be the way around it. So stupid. Anyway, that's just me. Boy, grumpy old Glenn today. Uh, I'll go and have a good, hard look at myself. I'll come back tomorrow and I'll be so cheerful. You'll be amazed. I'll see you then. News News Talk Z Bean